Hey there, Patriots. I'm so glad you joined with me. I have some, I've been researching and I have so many things to tell you today. And I've been just asking the Lord, how in the world am I going to be able to get this out? And it's really about the, the P in the brackets, right? And I'm going to try my hardest not to say the word because I'm hoping to kind of go under the radar for us to get this information out there and to spread it around and maybe not use that word and P A Y S E U R, right? So that we can um, hopefully get this information out. So, you know, because Q has told us to, to study the bloodlines, and I really haven't done that. There's been though, so many other things to study um, but at the time, and I think when he keeps showing us this video, I think he, the, the president, this one right here, I think he's saying, listen carefully. And so we're going to talk about that because it all goes in together. So, you know, I don't know how long this video is going to be, but <clears throat> just stick with me. I'm trying to do the research and, um, and it really boil it down. So it's, you know, because it's all over the place and just really make it really concise and really, uh, simple because it's, it's, uh, it's, complicated intentionally they've tried to make it where we wouldn't be able to to get this information um it was so great to hear from q and there's so many things to talk about and i know you guys are probably jumping right on that to see what um q was saying and so i'm going to talk just very 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 briefly about that um but the bottom line is always trust the plan and I'm just so thankful. Whenever I study this, I'm just so thankful. Even though I read some stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It makes me so happy to know that we have, um, this is the great day of the Lord. We have our wonderful president. We have so many wonderful patriots and this great awakening is happening. So it helps me not to freak out, right? Um, pray, just pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you continually. That's what I'm doing. And so each one of us has a specific place that he wants us to fight in the battle, certain things that he wants each one of us to do. And the, the, the information that I gather from different sources, then I go and I share that. And I know you are too. So just ask the Holy Spirit to guide you what to say, where to go, what to do, how you can be most effective in the battle. And um, don't worry about the shutdown. Do not worry about that. The Patriots are in control. This is... I would be glad if they shut these people down for, for good. But anyway, don't worry about what they hear on the news. Don't worry about the trolls. Don't worry about any of that. Do not let that infect your mind. Okay. Because you've got to be the guardian of your mind. As it says in Philippians 4, 6, that, um, that, that we need the Holy Spirit to guard, to guard our hearts and our minds. Okay. And he says, don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, all understanding, that makes sense. That peace will guard your hearts and your minds. So we've got to have that. And we've got to have the joy of the Lord. We've got to have the joy. That is our strength, the joy of the Lord. And how do you get that? It's just by this confident trust in him. And that's why I'm in the word. I know that, you know, I know he's faithful. I know he is, he is going to keep his promises. I know that he's working behind the scenes in the, in the most wise, perfect way. And I can, I'm just like a little, a weaned child, as it says in the Psalms and can just be at peace. Okay. So that's the first thing before you go into battle, you've got to get prayed up. You've got to know that you, you know, you're just in a great place between you and the Lord and you have just this confident peace 
with him. Okay, so um, if you know some of the things though, I when I kind of feel like that little remember that old age we had that little balloon guy we had like sand in the bottom and then ding him and he would fall down he would jump back up you know and whenever I feel like that I'm like getting ding down but I jump back up. Um, I some of the things that I remember obviously is our a trust in the Lord and most importantly, but also remember the things that we have seen. Okay, and Q was talking about that. They don't want to talk about all the successes that he's had. And we know about the 70,000 sealed indictments. We know about the 6,000 CEOs who've been removed. We know about the 1,100 pages of assets that have been seized. We know about, obviously, the peace that's in Korea, North Korea and in Russia. We're not having war, and we're, all the, the, our soldiers are coming back, right? Um, we know about the appointments. Did you guys know about that? The, um, let me see if, I can, see if I can show you that. Yeah, we had 77 nominees cleared. Isn't that amazing? You know, they can, they can hem and they can haw and they can curse and they can do all this stuff. They can make all kinds of ruckus in the house. It's just a bunch of noise. That's all it is. We got the 77 <laughs> nominees cleared. We got the 23 ambassadors. We got the eight U.S. attorneys. We got the U eight U.S. marshals. We got, you know, the ones who can uh, do the drug policy and the assistant to the Secretary of State and the Director of Science and Technolo Technology Policy. You know, do one in the FMC and the two in the FCC. I mean, they can, I'd rather, if I had to choose, do I want to have someone just making a lot of noise or do I want to actually get something done? And so our president is getting so much done. I, you know, we don't even know really you guys have the things that he's getting done. We, we, do have, we know a bit about And also... Hensburg is going down. I don't know what exactly is going to happen. If it's just a matter of that she already has known that she's going to go to Gitmo. I don't know. I don't know. The woman, no doubt, certainly deserves it. I mean, you look at that giant list of awful things that she's tried to do to destroy our country, protecting the small businessmen of human traffickers, right? I mean, the woman is, she's obviously a pawn of these evil ones we're going to be talking about here in a minute. Um, but we'll have control of the Supreme Court. And we knew this. We knew that, you know, and it, you know, we have, they, they're playing it. So it's, it's happening. You know, like they said earlier in November, oh, she's, she fell and she broke some ribs. I mean, they, <laughs> they're working it out. So it's not a shock that, oh, you know, she has cancer. They found cancer. And, uh, you know, and all this, I just really, you know, I don't necessarily buy everything that they say, but the bottom line is she's going to be, She's out the door. <laughs> Just she's out the door. You might as well book it. Um, and also the New York Times, which is a big, you know, you and I don't read it, but it is a big uh, propagation, uh, propaganda machine for our country. And they're going down. So just and continually give thanks. That is your antidote to fear. Whenever you feel uh, afraid or disconcerted or angry or whatever, give thanks. In all circumstances, give thanks. Thank you, Lord, that you are in control of all of this. Just thank him for anything and everything. Literally make a list. And if you sometimes forget, because I know how it is when you're upset, you can forget. Just you can go back to that list and go, oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Look at this. You know, we do have so much to be thankful for. Thank you, Lord. We have our president. 
oh, y'all, do you remember the day when it was a nail biter on the day of the election? And I'm like, please Lord, don't let Hillary Clinton be elected. And we don't, she's not in, she's not the president. I mean, it's just, we don't have Obama in the presidency either. I mean, guys, we have so much to be thankful for. We don't have any nuclear war. You know, we have everything in the world that we need. Is everything perfect? No, but it's, we're getting there. So just keep giving thanks for what uh, he has done. That is the antidote to fear and, and uh, anxiety. So, and then share what you've learned. Just have pray to the Lord uh, how and where. Now, we're going to be talking about the last kingdom. So we've known that we've done, all these kingdoms have been, uh, have been done, right? All the way to the, down to the legs. We've known that. If you don't know the, the prophecy of Daniel chapter two, you can go on my uh, playlist and look at the, uh, the the Bible before our very eyes, and you will see the story of Daniel. And that we're, we've known we were down to the feet and the uh, of iron and clay. We knew that. We just didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. But um, all right, so I'm going to show you a few. Let's see. Do I have a few things? If I get stuck on this, I will. I will. Stay on my Twitter. Definitely go on my Twitter and join there because when I can't obviously do a video because it takes a lot longer, um, I post just different things that I find. And please make sure to, to share it, um, to like it, and let's see if we can get these things moving and see how we can get outside of our echo chamber just within our group and get this out as much as possible. Just always think, how can I just cast that seed as far as possible, okay? Um, interesting little in, uh, factoid here that the various names of uh, of Irish spellings of um, the name Kennedy. One of them starts with a Q. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? All right. I got, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stay on Twitter. Just go to check my Twitter and obviously be on the president's Twitter. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. All right. So I'm not going to play this, but I'm going to show you some of the things that he said, listen carefully. He's told us that so many times and I have gone back and I've listened, but this time I'm, I'm taking some of the things that he said that jumped out at me. And um, especially in the light of what I've been studying about P and I'm like, okay, he's trying to tell us this. This is what he's trying to tell us that the financial and the media corporations fund the U S government, obviously to enrich themselves. That's, that's it's operating for their benefit, not for ours. The financial, okay, the P and the media, they all work together. They fund the US government. And it is all right. And then whatever, so whenever they put money in, they're expecting a big payback. Okay, a big payout. Those who control the levers of power in DC. In DC, again, we're talking about these people right here. I, I can't highlight it because it's a picture. You see these people right here where my, where my cursor is, and they're global and world global, which is worldwide special interests. They control the levers of power. That's why it's it's a waste of time for people to send out, oh, we need to make this law and that law. Just, we have enough laws. We have enough laws. We need to get those who control the levers of power in D.C. out. And that's what everybody needs to understand. If you can help your family and friends understand that and, and you know, understand that there's a, there's a, there are players who are pulling 
controlling the levers that are above you know what you and I they don't care about whatever laws in the world that is huge hugely helpful for people because do you guys feel like a sovereign people uh, do you feel like you've got to you know now we're feeling more and more like it because of President Trump but we have not had a sovereign nation these people have been running the thing regardless of how we voted right we know that um, and they've made it look like we had a choice because we had oh Democrat and Republican that's that was just a smoke and mirrors that was just fake right trillions he said trillions and trillions are at stake y'all trillions and trillions I'm gonna show you something real quick because oh my goodness look at this this I'm gonna send you the link to this so you can look at the huge fortune of these people right here LC okay it's just crazy the huge fortune I'm just gonna is run railroad company after railroad company after railroad company and that's how they control if you don't have access to the railroad company then you're you know you just can, are not able to do interstate commerce look at all these railroad companies it's outrageous this is just one third of what they own amazing look at that you guys the bank of this and the bank of that the bank of the other I mean, just on, look at this, Chase National Bank and Hanover National Bank and Brand, Brandywine National Bank, Painesville Bank, I mean, on and on. The Lancaster Cotton Oil Company. I mean, this Renning, Rennington sewing machine and domestic sewing machine, Duke Power and Southern Power and Lancaster Lightning Power and General Electric. Oh, you've heard of that, right? I mean, it's just outrageous. This mining company and that mining company, American Motors Company, General Motors Corporation. It said up at the top, uh, um, it was like 45 out of 50 shares they, they control, okay? Carolina Cadillac, Cadillac Motor Car Company, Home Insurance Company, R.J. Reynolds, heard of that? American Tobacco, Elgin National Watch Company, on and on. I mean, just just on and 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 on. Sears Roebuck, just just everything. You know, Western Union. So at the bottom, with don't it's some of the stuff at the bottom though is their conjecture about that they no longer have all this control. That's fake news. That's fake news. That's not true. That was something pulled from Wikipedia. Whenever you look at something on Wikipedia, you've got to call out maybe some things that you find are true and the rest of it tossed like the bones okay just take the meat and, and toss the bones okay so he's been trying to tell us this there's our levers at the in dc that are they're controlling these levers okay um kind of like the on the wizard of oz they scare you with the big green man and then it's just a little man behind there pulling the levers and if you can just get them to stop it then we can be free right and not be afraid of this green scary guy um, so this is a he said okay so trillions and trillions at stake they have as we talked about on our little risk board they have gathered up birth certificates and corporations and the monarchy and the Vatican and the oil and slaves they've gathered all this up and if they lose control if they if they if these uh, trusts are broken up if these monopolies are broken up then they 
they lose game over and they're going to go to get mode. They're going to lose all this wealth that they've acquired for so, so long, way back to the Merovingians, but you may have never heard of it. We're going to talk about it in a minute. And you're going to be so glad. You're going to, Why do I care, Melissa? You will. You will care. You will care here in just a minute. You'll see this is really, really important stuff. Um, and he said, this is a crossroads in history of our civilization. And that's what I've been saying on here, guys. This is not just a political movement. This is the crossroads. We've been going down this one road for so long. And this is where we take a giant turn. <laughs> we're like, no, nope, we're going this way. Giant crossroads. We're taking this giant turn. No, we're not going to be led by the beast anymore. We're not going to be led by the false prophet anymore. We're not going to have the antichrist system at all. This is, it's over. This is what he's talking about. He, he's not using those terms. He's not seeing the, the, the word that starts with P, but he's, that's what he's trying to tell us. And that's why Q keeps telling us to read and listen more carefully and study the bloodlines and, you know, whether we really have understood that or not, that's, it's time for us to understand that. Um, this is that crossroads. This is the great day of the Lord. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, right? This is the age of where the God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. I know you guys feel it because you tell me how you're just researching and researching and, and sharing. And we've never felt that necessarily before, like the intensity that we have now where people are donning yellow vests and they're going and marching in the streets and, and, uh, and, you know, sharing with people. It just, it's really, it's really remarkable. We live to see the great awakening, guys. I'm so thankful. Anyway, Trump says political establishment trying to stop us. And then he showed this picture of Yellen. If you remember Yellen, the little lady with the white hair, she was the head of the Federal Reserve. And then he said, that was when they were saying, when you were seeing her picture on there, he was saying, this is the political establishment trying to stop us, the Federal Reserve. The bees own the Federal Reserve. And that's how they... They, again, these major levers where they stop uh, our, the growth of our economy and they, and they <laughs> suck out our, our wealth because they, they just keep charging us higher and higher interest and just take out. So what, how does that actually work? Okay, so let's say if I gave you a dollar and I said, I'm going to charge you, you know, 2% interest, just 2%, you know, and I'm saying, okay, 2% this year. So now you have 98 cents basically. And next year is two more cents. Now you have 96 cents. And then two more cents. Now you have 94 cents. Do you see how this, before you know it, you have nothing. You have nothing in your hand, but you're still paying interest. You see what I'm saying? And it, you just, you know how interest is. It, it'll, it'll enslave you in such a hurry. So that's what these people are doing. The political establishment is trying to stop us. They are using whatever levers of power that they have in the media and all that. Global power structure, he said. There's a global power structure. This is this new world order, this huge game where they control so many pieces on the board. That's what he's talking about. This global power structure. They control the religious institutions that are in each of the countries through which they, they do their work and control the people. They control the central banks. They control the media. They control the entertainment. They control so much, right? And they are responsible for our economic decisions. They have been. And they can't believe that Trump is, is, is saying, uh, we're shutting down the government. And we're not doing this until you fund a wall. You know, 
they, and so thankfully, you know, we, they're not able to do this anymore. They have robbed us and stripped us of our wealth. And if you were here the other day, I was talking about the Bankruptcy Act of 1933 when they stole, they took all of our gold, much of our land, and your birth certificate so that you are now their slave, okay? So yeah, these people have got to be stopped because they feel like they can spray us, they can give us cancer, and they can do whatever they want to to us. They can uh, brainwash us and brainwash our children and, and you know, control all the filth that goes into their minds through their phones, I mean, on and on and on. So, um, he was talking about that, the global power structure. Again, he's talking about these people right here, these, these P's, free or the illusion of democracy. Are, we're at this crossroads. Are we gonna truly be free or just have this shame? And that's what we're gonna talk about here with what's happened all the way since the fall of the Roman Empire, okay? Has there truly been freedom or has something else been going on? Who truly runs our country? I'm not talking about what's in the history books. I'm not talking about what's, on, what's told on the, on the TV and what you see, you know, when you celebrate the different, uh, you know, celebrations. I'm talking about who truly, truly has run our country, okay? And all the countries of the world. This is a very, we've got to get control of this rigged system. The Clinton machine, the Clinton foundation is at the center of the corruption. He said that the Clinton machine is at the center of the corruption. That was just, if you can think of this giant funnel that was just churning out all this money, taking all this money out of our system so that it, you know, they, you call it a foundation. And, and McStane had a foundation in different foundations, but the, the biggest one was this global initiative, the Clinton Global Initiative. So yeah, that has thankfully been shut down and it's amazing. But so many people are going to be found, all this corruption, it's all it's all, you know, you, you follow the money trail and you'll see it. So he was trying to tell us how they've been able to keep the, the, the funds moving to them through the Federal Reserve and through the Clinton Foundation. Most powerful weapon, what is that? You already knew before he said it, is the corporate media. The corporate media. So be very careful when you listen, when you read anything online, when you read, when you look at anything on TV, be very, 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 very careful because they are very good about deception. And they'll have, they can have a bunch of truth in there, but they'll have enough error that it'll get you off the track. So, and, it, and even YouTube sites, you guys, I'm telling you, it is really, that's why I said, the very first thing I said is, plead with the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth and to guide every click everything that you do and not only to keep your spirits up but so that you'll know the truth and the truth is going to set us free it's truly will so it's a massive cover-up oh and just by the way Comey. guess what that was named in, in french uh Comey, whatever it is you however you say it in french is or the name count like count <laughs> dracula or whatever the count the person who's in uh, this uh, royalty position so his name all their names Make me sick, but anyway, yeah, that's a that's a cute one. You think your your account? You know, count how many days you're gonna be in Gitmo, right? Um, all right, so that's one. Those are some of the main things that he said, okay, on that video. And I think what we're gonna talk about today is uncovering for you and me what that is, okay? So here we go. Um, that is about the 1933. If you, I'll, I'll give you the link to this. This is where in 1933 that they, they took our birth certificates and all that. If you didn't get to see that the other day, I'm going to give you that 
Now, um, and, and remember how Q said on post 1021 that the, in 1832, the Rothschilds loan to the Holy See. In other words, the Rothschilds are actually trustees to P, okay, to the P family, and they, I say like a crime family, okay, think of it like that, and they loaned money to the Vatican. The Holy See is the Vatican, and so they uh, own the Vatican. They own the royal, uh, the British mar monarchy. They own everything, basically, but so this is, this tells you that who's, the pecking order, the P is at the top of the pecking order, okay? And so billions, billions, uh, list the estimated wealth of religious organizations, billions, Vatican Bank, 229 billions. But remember how he was saying, trillions are at stake. The P family, it's trillions, okay? So uh, 1832, Rothschild loan to the Holy State. All right, now let's go back. Way back, so we've got our picture. Let me move this over here so you can see this. So you've got the Roman Empire. We had the Babylon way back to the time of Daniel. We had the Medo-Persian Empire, the Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, and we've been down to the feet, and the Lord told us this is what's going to happen. He knows the end from the beginning, and he told us when we get down to the feet, that's the last kingdom. That's the last kingdom. So that's what this, this video is all about, is when did this last kingdom start? We know it started right at the fall of the Roman Empire, okay? When there were all these barbarians, all these Frankish, Frankish tribes, okay? So this is from this guy's video. He, he had this picture. Um, so here is the Rhine, and so that is Rome. And then above that were all these barbarians, barbaric tribes of Franks, okay? You've got four different Frankish tribes, okay, Frankish groups, all right, and so that was in 400, think of this, 475 AD, and there was a group called the Merovingians, I'd never even heard of these people before, you know, and I think that, you know, some of this when we were in school, it seemed so um, boring, because it was, it was like, what do I care? It was 470, you know, 475 AD, what do I care, what, what happened way back then, well, when you find out that these people rule you now and own your birth certificate and have enslaved you, then we want to know, who are these people? What have they done? How can we get out from under their rule, right? That's what, that's the whole point of what we're trying to get at, okay? And he's told us to, to understand these bloodlines. So this is we're going back to the, to the very beginning. So here is uh, the Merovingians. They're called the Long-Haired Kings. So the other day I was listening to this video series by um, In the Matrix. And um, uh, some other guys were on there talking, and they said something about this this movie. So I researched it, and I ended up watching The Last Kingdom. Warning: If you watch it, there's some scenes that are probably a, you know adults-only scene. You know, they've always got to throw a little smattering of this and that in the in the videos. But the point is, you will be able to see how they they uh, this guy who was who's on there. His name is Udit. Um, do it, whatever his name is, he's the main guy in the in the movie, and he is um, he's a strong warrior. You this gives you the idea of this uh, Middle Ages when it's the feudal time and they're out warring. And I'm telling you, it's the Wild Wild West. These poor people were in terrible 
straight. I mean, if you didn't have a, a, a place with some kind of walls around it, you were toast. And even still, you'd probably be toast. I mean, this was a rough, rough time. And it was a lot of, um, like, who's going who's gonna to win? Who's going who's gonna to run this place, okay? So the Merovingians were strong. And for, this guy was, I don't know if this is the same guy, but it kind of looks like him. Whatever. And it kind of it reminds me of him. And I, I wouldn't doubt it that he's from this movie that they're, they're probably talking about, uh, about him. And his name was Clovis. Uh, and his, his wife was Cotilde. And Cotilde became a Christian. And so she uh, caused him to come to know the Lord also. Okay. So he was, it sounds like, you know, trying to rule this, chaotic barbaric world with you know in a right way and does that mean sometimes you have to go kill people yes but it was um, you know he was doing a, a good job so he they're the merovingians okay so let's uh that was from 475 to 750 a.d and then it was overtaken by the carolingians starting with Charlemagne. And I'm sure Charlemagne maybe did some good things. It's just so hard to know when you look at this history. It's like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Because someone just, you know, put a spot on their head or something, so I will know. Um, but anyway, so that, but the Carolingians, at least, I don't know if it's the very beginning, but they were didn't turn out good later on. So in 1300, you had these the, the pets. Let me see if I have a picture for you of that. No. All right. So let me just try to just tell you the story. So basically the Capets came in and they, there was a, a banking system that the Templars were using. Okay. And whether they were using it for righteousness or not, I haven't dug into that at all, but these Royal people stole the banking system. So the Templars were no longer using it and they ended up killing every one of the Templars. The Pope Zachary helped them. Uh, to kill these people. And so these Templars were not able to uh, run the, 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 the help with the funding of things anymore. Okay. So imagine in your city and you were saying, we want to open a, you know, I want to open a, a grocery store in our city. You can either go to the people who are going to, to fund your business in a, and, and, you know, do it fairly where you're not just eaten alive like mob money for you know for the for your investment or you can have these people who will just drain you dry okay so that's basically what happened with the pets they stole in 1300 so they fast forwarded i'm going i'm giving you a big overview but in 1300 a.d these people came in and they they were royalty and they stole the banking system so you'd have to get your banking basically through them the royal bank okay so yeah and we still basically had the same kind of thing. And then they had mayors who managed their money. Enter Mayor Rothschild, okay? Does that sound familiar? So they would, yeah, they're, they're a king and they're trying to run this country, but then they would have mayors who were managing their money. Well, it turned out the mayors ended up, you know, just over, taking over, okay? And they... They, they, so at one point, they just told the, the pet, you know, there were certain people that said, you're just going to be a figurehead and we're going to be the ones who are actually running the thing because we're controlling the money. Okay. Do you see how insidiously this happened? So we've already known that the Rothschilds, they, they, were, they were managing the finances, they took over everywhere. So this is how that it actually started right there. 
All right, so the, the next thing that happened was, so up, go all the way up. So let's fast forward, we're going fast through history, right? So fast forward to the 1800s, okay? And we have, we have the American Revolution happening and we now, and we now have the French Revolution happening. So, and I didn't care a bit about this so much. I mean, I heard about guillotines and all that, and it sounded crazy, but I'm like, what do I care, you know, when I'm, you know, hearing the littlest bit in school, and I'm sure they sugarcoated it and whitewashed it all. Um, all right, so you've got this guy, Louis the 16th. He's a capet, so it's important you remember the word capet, okay? So he is one of these mayor people, okay? So we back up to this picture, so you remember that these capets were the, were the ones who were managing it, managing the money, and they were the ones who were, um, had basically taken over from the ruling kings, okay? So now, you've got these capets. Well, Louis the 16th and Marie is, is married to Marie Antoinette. And so the people finally wake up and they realize these people are, I mean, they're starving. They're starving and they don't have anything. And, you know, some people are like, oh, well, if someone did that to the, to, you know, to, to maybe try to get Louis and Marie out of power. Well, the reality is they'd already been treating people as slaves already. And they'd already been taking everything for themselves. So I don't, I will never feel sorry for them. They, you know, so that's, I'm not going to feel sorry for them. They, they were this aristocratic royalty that thinks, oh, I'll, you know, I'm always going to be in power. And they had been for a, for a very, very long time. So they just didn't even care at all about the people. And it's really important that we understand that all these royal people were all connected whether it's over in Russia, the czar in Russia, or all over, they were all connected. And so they all were watching each out for each other and having each other's backs, and they were making sure that everything got kept tight control so they would all stay in power. Because in, imagine if you've got, you know, a thousand people, whatever is in the control, over millions, you've got to have a network to control. And, 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 uh, and, and, and also, you know, brainwash the people even back then and with their, with their then day CNN or whatever. And also to, to, uh, to just feed people what you want you know, with their own little media. Right. Um, right. So they, the people came in, in, in the 1800s in the, uh, in the French revolution and they had these, the, all these capet people guillotined. You've got, I'm sure you were hearing about that in school. They were guillotined. They were, uh, they were toast. Okay. So, um, but what's going on behind the scenes is where we really need to understand. And that's, I know the little, I know just enough to be dangerous. Okay. So I'm going to give you links so you guys can research too, as I keep researching. I thought, well, do I keep researching for weeks or do I go ahead and just Put a little bit of this out there for you guys so that you can do some research too um because i think this is helpful this is really really helpful for us to understand what's really going on all right so what really happened was they the people were just used just like we were used we've been used in these wars there were sort of proxy wars where these the big people at play are the ones who are we're just being pawned in their little chess game in their monopoly board okay so what happened was they had 
cousins. And these cousins wanted to have a lot of this power too. So this one man named Philippe, I'm gonna show you his picture. This is him right here. And again, some of this is gonna be true and some of it will not. But some of it's very, very confusing. It's like, okay, what's really, really, really going on? So he wanted to have this power. Okay. And so, but he was, he was not, you know, one of the original bloodlines that could be one of the Kings. He was, uh, but he was in the Carolingian bloodline. So he, now we already know this, the Louis the 16th and Marie Antoinette, they are, they're dead. Now they got rid of Louis the 17th and history says that he was sickly. I don't think that that's probably the case. So anyway, but then they got the right to rule. Okay, Philippe and, and, um, and his cronies, uh, his cousins got the right to rule. And so they had a, I think that Napoleon was their front man. And he said he was from the Merovingians way back, the, the, the long-haired kings, uh, this guy right over here, this guy. Uh -uh, I, don't, I don't think, I think that was his fake way of saying he had, they had this, you know, uh, they were the original, right? <laughs> uh, the original one, but that, I don't think that was true. But Napoleon was just their front man. So basically what's happening, remember how, remember how you always hear about, okay, well, Napoleon's in and then he's exiled and he's in and he's exiled. Well, it's because this, there's a feud going on between the, the, the first, the first bloodline and the cousins. Okay, and it it kind of reminds you of um, of Shakespeare when he's talking about the the Capulets and the Montagues. I really would not be surprised if that's really what what the point is. And yes, they had the, the whole thing about you know Romeo and Juliet to get people to watch the show. But the point is, it's about this power play. Okay, that's been going on. So this is what's going on with the Russia with the French Revolution. And yes, I'm sure that people wanted the the the, the you know. Louis the 17th and uh, 16th and Marie Antoinette out of there. But the thing is, they don't have, you know, it's so hard for the people to have the, the, the ability to, to get this done, for it to rise to a level where it actually has any effect. That's the way we feel now too, you know, and that's why it's so wonderful that we have our president that we know, we know he is the real deal because he's exposing all of it he's telling all of it and he's doing this you know not for himself he's taking all these as he says i take all these slings and arrows for you um so back to the story so this duke of orleans okay does that sound familiar right he gained control of the u.s colonies so he could get back this french throne through louisiana and New Orleans, okay? And so he established this P group in America where they gobbled up uh, so much. They And they made another constitution. Remember how it was changed into the, the Constitution of the United States of America, United, uh, United States, whatever, corporation, whatever the name of it is, so that, that everything was, you know, they are good at this. <laughs> You know, and then most of the people are just, they're just, you know, trying to farm and make money, uh, you know, and just take care of their families. And we didn't realize that these people were coming, going to come across the ocean. And we thought, oh, well, we, we're going to fight a, 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 an American revolution and fight them. And we're going to, oh, yeah, we won. Well, this was a, more of a, this power play that was going on between these ones, these 
these people at the very top, these, uh, these, these, these you know, bloodlines at the top, this royalty. But I hate to even call them royalty, but you know what I mean. All right. So then you had all these back and forth with Napoleon in exile, and it was just basically a feudal war. Okay, so I want you to understand that is how and why the P, group Philippe, first came to America so that they could gobble up our wealth and this power from America so that they can fight to gain the throne. Okay. Turns out, as it, as it goes on, we have um, that original bloodline in France was restored with Louis the 18th. And so he said, oh, it's gonna be a republic now. So let me see if I can find this one. This is called the Bourbon Restoration. And so now it's uh, they ex um, the brothers of the executed Louis the 16th came to power and reigned in highly conservative fashion. Exiled supporters of the monarchy returned to France. Okay, so they were, um, if you want to read more about the Bourbon Restoration, you can and, and, and just pick out the, the good parts. Um, and um, but the, the bottom line, let's go back to this. So the bottom line is they said, oh, it's going to be a republic now. We're not, you know, because of after Napoleon was in and the people were, you know, we've had all this huge uh, revolution and the people are not interested in being ruled by a king. Well, they said, oh, we're, we'll be a republic. Well, but they're not. That's what's so insidious about this. They can tell us all day long we're a republic, but if it quacks like a duck, right? It walks like a duck. It's a duck. If it's if it if it if it walks like a like a, a monarchy, it's a monarchy. Okay. When the people don't truly have power, it's a monarchy. Okay. That's just all there is to it. And look at this: the Capets still rule, rule France. Macron is a Capet. Well, how's that? How's that for you? Any more questions? The same people are still in power. But then, okay, so let's go back to go even fast forward to this Waterloo battle. That was just a huge play on this chessboard so they could gain England for pennies and the American Revolution too. And yes, the American we're fighting to get our freedom from these from these people, but ultimately the money ultimately went to the P family. The money went to them. So there you go. Sorry, y'all. And here's my cute picture of Macron. <laughs> That's him as a capet. He is, uh, his uh, grandmama, you know, Marie Antoinette, let him eat cake. That's the, basically their attitude is, we're going to run this thing and you, you know, oh, we'll, we'll give you that and the other. And people are like, no. And we have to all hold the line and say, no, we are going to be a free people. As our president said, this is a crossroads in the history of our civilization. We're not going to be told we're a republic anymore. We are truly going to be a republic of the people, for the people, by the people. We are going to be the ones who, who, are self-governed and not this fake news. We're over. We're over being told that of this fake stuff. Interesting little tidbit here. This was the emblem for the French Revolution, and uh, interesting little little spike there with a with a little <laughs> looks like a little Santa hat on it. Isn't that funny? And uh, the spike because they would they literally would walk through the streets with the heads of these people. 
quite something. And uh, they were they were ready for these heads to roll. And uh, and because they they had been mistreated for so long, and these people had to have justice. There had to be justice. Had to be. And you cannot. Uh, these people are, are so ruthless and so conniving and so tricky, and they will come right back. If you, it reminded me of that passage in uh, uh, Daniel, it said that the, that the fatal wound was healed. I really do think, and I've thought about World War II being that fatal wound, and I think in one sense it was, but I think this right here with the, the when they almost had the French uh, monarchy uh, defeated, and then it, it revived. It came right back after all that, after all they went through, after all we went through in the American Revolution, after all we went through in World War II. It's this is to, this has got to be different. This has got to be different. But anyway, look at this emblem that they have for the you know they're saying liberty and fraternity and um, liberty or death, right? Or or ulamot. It's a uh, you know we've got equality. I've got to have liberty, fraternity, equality, or death, right? And that, that's all there is to it. Or, or you're going to die, really. I'm not, I'm not going to die. You're going to die. We're not going to have where you guys are running the show anymore, okay? So this is, isn't that something? Look at this. This is of the U.S. Congress. Look at that. Look at that. It's the same. It's the same kind of theme here. Can you see it? Look at this, the spikes. Look at the little Santa hat. Liberty, right? Let me show it. It's the same thing with the Santa hat. Isn't that funny, the Santa hat? I don't understand. I don't know what that's about. That's crazy. Um, all right, so, all right. Um, I wanted you to see that. And here are the, ch I'm going to give you links to these. This is a four-part series, okay, on P. And, and the Matrix does it. And so they talk about some other things too, but um, it's it's good for you to kind of get. Um, and you know, we don't all have it all square and all straightened out right now yet, but we're getting there. Okay, so this is a these people have done a lot of research. And this one is about the, the French Revolution. I thought you might like to have that one because the um, the, the the ones that were in control, or at least they. They thought they were in control. Uh, was this group called the Jacobin? And so, you know, then you might just read this and see if um, if this is helpful for you. All right. So then, there's also this guy is great. Sainted Anand is really, really great. And this is where he's talking about this Philippe dude and how he um, was the one who who started the P family. Okay. So that one is really, really helpful. Um, this one is, oh, this is a guy who does, he does a great videos, Ryan Reeves. Um, and he, I don't know that he's a Q follower. This is probably, this is way back in 2014. Um, but he goes into a lot of the history of these people so that you understand what it, what, uh, where it came from. It's, it's really, really good. There's, there's a, there are maybe some videos online that are not so good, but this is, you know, this is stuff that's going to be helpful for us to come out of being ruled by these people. Okay. That's the point. Okay. Um, this is a neon revolt. I'll put you a link down here and he's talking about, um, uh, this, uh, Fritz Meyer. Let me see if I can find it. Go back here. Yeah. This was put onto the CIA website 
by our new, what is her name? That new girl who runs the CIA, at the head of the CIA, the bloodlines of the Illuminati. Thank you for putting this on there so that we have some history of who these people are. And uh, it's, a, it's quite something. So you might, if you're a reader, you want to read through Neon Revolt's uh, ideas on this. And, uh, and he, he talked about this being a kind of a tough read, but um, yeah. Yeah, he's talking about if there's any chance you or the reader have had mind control done, do you consider the following book to be dangerous? Wow. Um, all right. And also the Springmeyer, that is related to the P family. And spring this and spring that. So that's another key word. So when you're reading and you can and can look into it. Um, all right, so that I'm gonna give you all those links. Um, and also there's uh, someone found out about the the vault, the greatest conspiracy of all. So that's connecting the P's to the LC. Remember how I told you it was LCP, right? Lancaster Cotton Mill, South Carolina, and the Springs. So connecting all of that. So yeah, it just keeps <laughs> getting deeper and deeper. All right, but I'm going to share with you one other super cool thing. Um, on that movie I was telling you about, The Last Kingdom. It had so many things on it that were like, wow, this is, this is, uh, like there was one guy who had his eye poked out, okay, and it's like the, the you know, the Illuminati, the eye, and it's, um, yeah, and he was one of the evil guys in, in, uh, in the movie, and he was actually, he had abducted this girl and had kept her there for so, so long, awful, and uh, so I'm like, wow. That was quite something. So many of the things, I just always, almost want to do a video of that movie because it really was so, had so many symbols that we know now uh, about what's going on. So this stuff is old, you know, and we know about the, um, the this going all the way back to Egypt and even back to, you know, even before that. Um, but I wanted to read you a passage about the eye and what, is the point of the eye. Why do they always talk about the eye? And, okay, here's what the word says. Um, this is in the New American Standard Version. This is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear or good, your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This all plays in together, doesn't it? Because this is the thing. What do you receive in your eyes that you think is worthy of looking at? Are you looking at things that are pure and holy and good and that you, you see the, the things of God as worthy of, of your vision, of your looking? And so that you say, I, don't, I want eternal rewards. I want the blessing of God. I want his presence with me. That is what um, is important to me. Or you're saying, I want this wealth. I will do anything for this wealth. And that's what we realize they, these people have done is that they have been willing to do anything for money. That's the whole point of the harlot. Someone was asking, what's the harlot? Go on my Revelation playlist. I have a whole chapter on each 
a video on each of those chapters. But the whole point is the harlot will do anything, anything for money and power, anything. And it's evil. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Okay, so this is a, a, a really important thing for us to ask the Lord to cleanse our eyes and for us to be, have a vision. And I think that's, um, that's one of the reasons the Lord has been so gracious to, to give us this understanding and help us to see. He says, you know, he will open the blind eyes. He says, um, in, I think it's Isaiah 60, he talks about, you know, um, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for I, he has uh, anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, to open the blind eyes, to give sight to the blind. You know, his, other things he's doing, he's giving sight to the blind. And that's, you know, we've been blind to some of these things, and he's giving us that vision. And I'm just so thankful. Just make sure that, that your motives are right, that you're, you have a heart of purity, because with a pure heart, you will see God. Right? That's what it says in Matthew chapter 6 a little earlier here. So to see him and to see his kingdom, you won't be able to see his kingdom, it says, if, if, you, if you're not born again. You, to see this kingdom, we're seeing the kingdom, guys. We're seeing it. The lamp, and let, me, let me read it over in the King James. The lamp of the body is the eye. That's where you get light. Imagine if you were blind. You, you know, your eye wouldn't even work. How are you going to get light in? It's through your eyes. That's the lamp. That's how you get light into your, so you can see, right? If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Your motives, your, your thought process, your actions, everything is going to be full of light, of purity, of goodness, right? But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Oh, these people, they've used all this that they've been given for evil, and they have... They've willingly taken in darkness and just just taken it in and taken it in and taken it. And I've known, uh, I think it was Justin Bieber. Uh, he was saying that he, he didn't tell what he had seen, but I think he had been, and he was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I don't want to even be a part of it. No. And so he was like, I'm, I, I'm out of here. Okay. And so they've all had this opportunity to leave this evil and they haven't done it. Look at this. Another verse about eye. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. Our Lord Jesus. I was thinking about this. He couldn't tell us because all this was going to be revealed at the proper time. And now is the, the, the time for this to be revealed. We didn't know how with the, all this evil that was going on, but Lord Jesus would give us little hints. So now we go back and we're like, Oh, that's what he was trying to tell us. Right. And, and Paul, there are things that he would try to tell us, you know, as I was praying that prayer from Ephesians the other day, that the eyes, your eyes will be enlightened. You'll know the hope of your calling, the, the great calling that you have in, in, in following the Lord. He, they were at different times. I think they were trying to tell us stuff, but they knew if they put out too much of this information, that every Bible in the world would have been burned and we would never have had the word of God. Well, can you imagine? That'd been horrible. That'd been horrible if we hadn't had the word of God. So, you know, they were trying to tell us, and now we realize, he says, if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out, throw it from you. It's better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into fiery hell. Isn't that the truth? These people, uh, they should have plucked out their eye the very first time they saw something evil. They should have plucked it out. They should have plucked it out, but they didn't. They didn't do it. 
They didn't do it. And they just took it in and took it in and took in the evil. And they took in the evil. That's why I tell the kids, run from evil. Run from it. It is not worth it. Because you, you can't have you can't have God and wealth. You, not, not as far as wealth. I mean, you can have you know, money. But this is where you'll do anything for money. You can't have the dark side and the, and the light. You can't have both. You can't. They won't. They don't dwell in the same place. You know that from you know flipping on the lights. If you flip on the light, the darkness flees. Right? We can't have both, and we have to. If there's any darkness in us, Lord, deliver us from it. Purge us from it. We don't want it. This is. It's too. It's not worth it. It's too evil. All right. This is another wonderful site. This is DesiringGod.org. Um, I've always really enjoyed um, his his information. His uh, 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 his uh, explanations of God's word. So, so good. So he talks about what is the bad, what is bad about the eye? What's bad is their eye does not see the mercy of the master as beautiful. They see his mercy as ugly. They don't see reality for what it is. They do not have an eye that can see mercy as more precious than money. Now bring that understanding of the bad eye back to Matthew 6, 23, and let it determine the meaning of the good eye. What would the good eye be that fills us with light? It would be an eye that sees the master's generosity as more precious than money. Isn't that the truth, guys? The good eye sees God and his ways as the great treasure in life, not money and power. And I don't think that uh, Piper, Mr. Piper, really understands. I don't think he knows what all, I don't at least when he wrote this, he didn't know about the evil of what they do with this power and this and the evil that they've done. So, yeah, we see the great treasure in life is the Lord, not power, and not in this trying to get uh, money and power and evil stuff. All right. So you have a good eye. If you look on heaven and love to maximize the reward of God's fellowship there, you have a good eye. If you look at master money and master God and see master God is infinitely more valuable. In other words, a good eye is a valuing eye, a discerning eye, a treasuring eye. It doesn't just see facts about money and God. It doesn't just perceive what is true and false. It sees beauty and ugliness. It senses value and worthlessness. It discerns what is really desirable and what is undesirable the seeing of the good eye is not neutral when it sees god it sees god as beautiful it sees god as desirable all right so when they do this this uh the the, the eye of Horus, they're saying we see evil we like evil we that's what that's what our eye takes in good that's what it, that's really what it is all right i want to share one more thing this is from the video this is the last thing. The video that our president did that Q keeps telling us to um, to look at, he said this, and I just love him so much, and I appreciate him so much. He says, I knew this day would come. It was only a matter of when. He says, we've, we've come to a day, a moment of reckoning. I've told you about reckon the other day, because we use the word reckon in where I grew up in Tennessee. It's a day of judgment where we get weighed in the balance and, they, and, and they've been found guilty. The great news for you and me. Someone asked me the other day, how can I be forgiven if I can't forgive myself? Because someone paid the price that his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever you look at anything you've ever done wrong, you say, my Lord Jesus 
die for me. He paid that price on the cross. His blood pays for the sins of his people. So, his, not one drop was spilt unnecessarily. And every one of our sins is covered by the blood of Christ. And by his, his, his paid for, as we saw on the, the video I have on the Ark of the Covenant, that blood went on the Ark of the Covenant and it was paid, paid for in full. When the Father looks at you and he realizes that, yes, we've done wrong, he recognizes that that was paid for. He can't hold me guilty and the Lord Jesus guilty at the same time. And he can't look at me and go, well, that wasn't enough. Jesus' blood was not enough. Oh, certainly not. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. His, his, what he did on the cross was enough for anything. And I'm so thankful. His blood is all sufficient to cover anything. And I praise him that he came to do that for us. Or we would, this would all, the, all this discussion would be moved because we would all be in hell. And our, our, he, it, the Bible says that he, um, he did this before the, even before the foundation of the world. In, in the mind of God, this was done. And so I want you to remember that. You're not forgiven just because God is merciful. That's not, don't cut it. He can't just be merciful. The Bible says he, in Romans, it says he's just, and he's the justifier of those who have faith in Jesus, okay? Of those who have true faith. He is just, and the justifier. He justified us, says, said, you're not guilty. But he found a just way to do it because Jesus took the punishment. It's amazing. It's amazing. We will, we will praise him forever and ever and ever. Our Lord Jesus is not only worthy to be the King of Kings, he is the one who loves us more than we can even imagine. It says because of what he did on the cross, therefore God has given him a name above every name. Without his name, every knee will bow of those in heaven or those on earth and those under the earth. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he deserves to be crowned the King of Kings. He's the one who knows how to rule this earth. And this is the beginning of his reign on this earth. There is no doubt about it. So he says that there was a moment of reckoning, a moment of judgment, when these people will be held to an account for what they have done. And this is a moment of jubilee restoration. What this means is that all the captives will be set free. That includes your children who maybe have been brainwashed. This includes everyone all over the world, you guys, the slaves, all the, the ones who've been in trafficking, all this, and they're being set free. We know that every day, every day more are being set free, set free like a bird out of a cage. And that all the financial things that they have stolen from us will be restored to all their rightful places. Only our Lord Jesus is able to do such, and only he would has the heart to do such in, in a fair way because he's not, he's only, he only does it for good. He only does it for our good. I love him. So I love this also where he says that um, he wanted, our president said he wanted to give back to the country that he loves. Isn't that beautiful? He doesn't have to do that. 
He didn't have to do, and he said that. He didn't have to do this. I take these slings and arrows gladly for you. I, I'm so thankful. Let's give thanks to the Lord for our president and for all these who are uh, working so hard. I, I just, I'm just very, very thankful. I know you are too. And now that they know about all the things that we've talked about here and they know in depth and they have 77,000 indictments to destroy these monopolies, to destroy this, this tangled web that has just has bled us dry. I'm so thankful that they know. Thank you, Lord, that you have put in the hearts and the minds of each of these men and women who are, who are working to dismantle this. They know what to do, and we are in control. The patriots are in control. Um, Lord, we just thank you. We praise you that you are faithful to your promise, and this is happening exactly when you said it would happen. It's uh, just it's like clockwork. We thank you that you've awakened us, just like you said you would, and we are awake to to learn and then to share this information. I just pray that you would just guide us, Lord. Guide us on what exactly you want us to do with every tidbit of information. Uh, help us to have the, the, uh, the understanding, the discernment. Give us the wisdom on how to say it, to whom to say it, when to say it, through what avenue to say it. Open up every channel of information so that all this truth can just run. And, oh, Lord, we ask that you would help our mind, help us to have a clear eye, a good eye. Oh, Lord, please don't let us have a dark eye, a bad eye. That, um, Lord, we pluck it out if it's going to be bad. We want to have only where we receive your truth and your goodness and your love, all the things about you and your beauty, just as our friend um, uh, Mr. Piper would say. We are so thankful that you have filled us, our hearts with light. Continue to fill us with light. Lord, we trust you. We thank you. We praise you. We trust that you're going to keep us filled with joy and, and not have any concern about anything because we're just at peace knowing that you've got this. You've totally, totally got this. We praise you, Lord. And we pray that those who have fought against you, that there will be nowhere for them to run, nowhere for them to hide, that everything that they try to do will completely come down with the house of cards. And we pray, come quickly. Make this happen quickly. We praise you, Lord. We praise you so much for what you're doing. And we all we pray all these things in your great, high, exalted name, King Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Love you guys. I will talk to you later.